In this episode of Novel Predictions, Kales and Allison fall in love. Ugh, it's okay. just good. It's um, just good. It's good. It's a it's good just book. So good. <laughs> if you haven't read it, what the hell are you? Yeah, doing? what the hell? Welcome back to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and this month I reread Graceling. And I'm Kales, and I read it for the first time. Woo! Yes. And I liked it. Yay! Yes. Lots of yays. Lots of yays. Never. It's never happened. I did end up liking it. It was a really good book and this... a really good selection. It's a novel predictions first. It is a novel predictions first. It so is. I don't think we've had a book that the new reader liked as much as the old reader ever. Nope. It has not happened in a year of doing this show. It's never occurred before. Although, maybe The Hate You Give. That might be the only one. I think that's the only one. Because I gave that book five stars. And I also gave it five stars. Okay, so that is the only one. Right. Yeah, but at the same time, I was very like, this book is good, but also I was sad. Right. And you were <laughs> so. like, I'm never going to pick it up if I hadn't had done this before. So I'm really well, glad that I liked it. I was way, 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 way wrong on my prediction, <laughs> but I super enjoyed it. Well, yeah. I mean, to be fair, you didn't have a really strong prediction basis. Well, no, but... There was like hardly any clues and also in terms i agree well and also in terms of like i don't know how do i say it like what i don't know what i was given is not anywhere where that plot went like that book was so the (laughs) one problem i had with this book was how slow it was does that make sense yeah me it meanders around a bit it does it takes forever to get anything done in this book even like the ending i was like okay they defeated lek he's dead why are we still going about this like why is this still happening because we have to fix poe come on yeah but (sighs) it's still i was just like as a plot person i was like this is taking so long um but overall i really enjoyed it (laughs) i really i gotta tell you man one of the other things that I didn't recognize about this story right away, but at the end of it, it's totally a fucking romance. Like, it, oh, it yeah. is a romance to its core, and it's gorgeous and beautiful, and it makes me so happy because I fucking love how they made their relationship their own. Yes. I loved it. It felt so modern for a 2008 book. And I don't know about you, and maybe that's just because of, like, the age I was in and stuff, but, like, I never learned about, like relationships being what you made them it always felt like they had to fit in this box and fit what tv said or what your parents said or what religion said and reading this book at a younger age might have been really cool but as an adult it was awesome to be like yes this is a thing where 
they're being talked about marriage, but she's like, I'm never going to marry. And it's like, we're going to be do our separate things and it's still going to be okay because I still love you. And it just fuck yes all the way. Yeah. And I really like how they actually talk about it because, and I will admit again, and this was so true the entire damn time that I completely forgot the plot of this book. Yeah. I was listening to it and I was like, oh, like I was reacting as if it was the first time reading it. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It was a, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. This is the first time I'm experiencing it. Well, then Um, how was that for you? Like what parts did? It was awesome. Yeah. It was like rereading it or it was like reading it for the first time, which is a cool experience because it was such a cool book. It's like that thing where you wish you could reread or you wish you could read Harry Potter again for the first time. Oh yeah. Kind of thing. It was really cool. Um, and there were some things that I was really excited when they happened. Cause I wasn't sure how they were going to go down. Like her saying, I'm never going to marry. I was a little scared that I had forgotten. And she and Poe, she like changes her mind. You yeah. Know? And then when that didn't happen, I was so excited that, like, we were showing this healthy, totally manageable and reasonable relationship where these people don't have to be married to still love each other and be committed. Right. And they don't also have to be with each other all the time. You know what I mean? Poe is so supportive of Katza going back to the kingdoms and training the women when he has to stay behind and rule his kingdom, but then they get to see each other on occasion, like... The fact that they were able to support each other and what they wanted to do, it's awesome. And this world doesn't have fucking FaceTime. No, right, yeah. And there's no, like, magical phone calls or anything. No. That's the thing, is that, like, they were willing to do this long-distance type thing even when it takes, obviously, forever to get across a goddamn kingdom. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, like, it was starting to feel very Harry Potter 7 in the middle there <laughs> with that camping trip. Yeah. Yeah, in the mountains. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was like, we all know they're going to make it. Like, it's we have 120 pages of this book left. They're not going to die. There's a third book called Bitter Blue. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Just please, dear God, get us through this mountain. We did. Well, we got I there. Think- but still. Yeah. But I do think it was interesting that they, it felt very Gary Paulson to me in that yes, moment. Yes, it did. I had the same thought. I was like, when did this book that was a romance like 80 pages ago become this weird ass survival book and teaching me about like rabbit skins and leather right. from whatever and like her considering killing the horse for, yeah, like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> and it was really funny because I hate Hatchet, like, that, that book and I do not mesh. It is pl- all plot, literally no character, and it's boring as fuck. I don't agree with you, but okay, cool. That doesn't surprise me in any way. <laughs> I hate that book. So whenever I was reading this or listening to it, it was so funny to me because I was like, wow, this is very hatchet, but I'm actually enjoying it. Oh, yeah, because I actually care about the characters and if they survive. Well, yeah, because you spent 300 pages before then like right really falling in love with them yeah and i really like that bitter blue kind of becomes a real character too yes because i feel like they they could have left her as this she's a child like shell but she really develops when she like opens up to them and you know 
she's all sassy and I don't know. Yeah. She's really great. Let's talk about her in the pirate ship. Also, let's talk about the fact that like this book has pirates that like that came out of nowhere. Or sailors. Well, they were they're not pirates, yeah. They feel yeah. piratey. They felt piratey, you're right. <laughs> but they weren't like doing illegal activity. No, it felt very much like Stardust when like yes. it's been going through this whole journey, total love story, and then like we end up with sky pirates. <laughs> sky pirates question mark? <laughs> That's the same thing. It was like, okay, I mean, I guess, yeah, they need to get on a boat to get to there. I'm also not going to lie. I was super shocked when Leek was the master on the other side, right at the door. Yeah. When that happened. And I. That's a big twist. When he was there, I was like, I mean, of course he was like my brain hit and it was like, well, of course he's going to be there. Like when it happened. But when it right. there was a brief moment of, oh, my God, he's there. And then my brain was like, oh, well, of course, plot wise, that makes sense. Like, of course, he's there. But that was like, oh, God. And you're just your brain just hurt for Katza because I loved the writing in it mm-hmm. that it was like so fluid in how he manipulated everybody's memories. And yet Katza couldn't see through it right away. And Bitter Blue is screaming at her and like. Oh, that was such an intense moment. And it's a scary moment because you're like, we don't know if she's going to succumb to this because she has she has in the past and she's actively the only thing that helped her in that moment before, you know, he almost revealed post secret and, and she instinctively reacted was that she was like, I hate this person. Why do I hate yeah. them? I shouldn't hate them. So she had, like, a small barrier up. But other than that, I mean, she was totally falling for it. Absolutely. And it... So it's definitely a tense moment. Which makes me go back to... You had asked me a question in our first episode about, like, why is Katza so afraid of this, like, mind reader girl? And it totally was a foreshadowing of Leek's powers and how, like, that mind reading ability is so terrifying in the land. Especially because nobody knows that it's happening to them and right. i thought back to that Which question is a lot such a weird twist right like how creative well and it's also i think it's also it's kind so of dreamlike cool. for me of that like you wake up and everything's a dream but at the same time it was so interesting this girl who's so physical who discovers her grace's survival who her whole thing is her about her body that it's her mind that the antagonist is fighting against that was so cool to me right like her her strength is not what she's using to combat this opponent like she can't the things that make her unique and strong are not the things she can use to fight this person yeah it didn't help her at all until the last final moments when she actually needed to kill him and even then right. how the strength of his power didn't like automatically dissipate like the fact that Kashor still made them like have to fight against these rumors and the magic yes. slowly draining away it wasn't like some instant right. it's not like everyone just woke yeah. up and then they're like all of a sudden like oh damn lex been lying to us yeah no it was like this slow thing and it again treacherous but that's the thing is that like i keep going back to the how slow this book was but at the same time there were points where I was like, oh, my God, just get to it already. But at the same time, I really appreciated the realism of the journey she took me on of that. Like, yeah, yeah this was a slow burn romance. And they got together over several nights in the forest. And 
had conversations and moments where, you know, Kata is crying in his arms saying, I didn't want to fall in love with you. Fuck, man. I relate to that so hardcore. And (laughs) no, but then also like the journey through the mountains was not easy. Like Kata was crazy to do that shit. And the fact that they survived is a goddamn miracle. And oh God, Poe being blind, that whole bit at the end. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Poe's blindness is something I didn't remember at all. And I, I, when I was reading it um, and finishing up the book, I was thinking, like, what is going on? And at first I thought, like, maybe he his grace was I broken. I thought the exact same thing. I totally thought his grace was gone. But then the, the fact that it's the opposite, that now he has to rely fully on his grace, is so interesting. Oh, it's so fascinating. But the fact that he also... And he still... But he still can't tell anyone about it. I know. It. So he's just going to pretend to be sighted for the rest of his That's life. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's so wild. It's such a cool world that she built. And I feel like her characters are so dimensional. Even the side characters that we're barely with, like Roar and Sky. Yep are they have a lot of layers that she shows us even though we're not going to get to know them especially with roar like that one conversation that he has with kata about the guards and going ahead like that alone i was like that just showed a father and a king and like a, a just this amazing man and yet you still understand why poe did not reveal his powers you know to this man and you're right in that these side characters were so well developed. I even think about the ones we met in the beginning, you know, who I missed. Like, yeah. I found myself being like, well, what's Helda up to? I want to, what about Raffin? You know, I just, ah, it was good. I liked it. I only, Yay. I want to know though why you gave it a four out of five stars and not five out of five. Um, I, did really I mean I I loved it. It's a very good book. Um I think it's four out of five for me because there are some sections that I, I agree with you are too involved. Um and it, like that hatchet section, like cool, we're in the woods, like I get it, but we could have done this in like a montage style yeah. instead of you know, like following them seemingly day by day. Um, but I think the characters, the characters in the world give it five, would be five stars for me, but some of the pacing like makes it a four star. That, no, that's exactly the same thing that I thought of too. And that like, for me, it was just a sheer, a sheer writing style thing and formatting thing uh plot wise for me and then like I said the ending I really struggled and because I think I didn't think of it as a love story until the end because the right. whole time I'm thinking it's this adventure and it which it, it is, is but it's it's also definitely about cats and I Poe. would argue that they're the main plot their relationship is right. the whole main thing and I would I would argue that the whole plot is them getting together, learning about one another, falling in love with each other, being separated, and then figuring out how to get back together. That's the whole plot right, like of this story. Be, it could be classified romance. Yes. Because there's a happy ever after, happy ever after, happy for now. And it's they are the central plot line. Even though all of this very world-altering stuff is happening, Katz and Poe 
are the point. I would be interested to see if Fire and Bitter Blue are also romances in that way. Okay, so <laughs> let me just tell you right now. I finished this book and then I immediately went and looked at Fire oh, you did. because I couldn't remember I couldn't remember who like what it was about. I haven't read it, but I couldn't remember like reading the plot synopsis. And so I um because I me read like a fairly spoilery summary. Okay. And Fire is just such a huge departure from this. Like there is there is romance for sure. Okay. Um but there's also a lot of grief. Well, who's Fire about? It's uh, so spoiler. I don't okay, care, so just tell me. I know. Everyone else who's listening that doesn't want Fire to be spoiled should probably I would skip it. A- well, I'll I'll be good. Skip ahead like a minute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Fire is set in a different like War, like the same world but a different place it's not one of these kingdoms okay and it's a prequel that has to do with king lek what yes okay spoilers are done that's so interesting <laughs> spoilers are done i know so but i so i was reading the synopsis and i was like whoa now i'm so interested in this but yeah so it's i think the tone is very different um, but I know there is still a lot of romance and there's, but there is like this, a lot of grief and, and different kinds of pain that they have to work through than in, well, uh, well, I really liked yeah. Graceling and it makes me like, I don't know if I'll get to continue them, but it makes me want to for sure. Well, and then bitter, bitter blue, the third one is eight years later. I knew it had to be because she's 10 and I was like, right. She's 10. So she's 18 and yeah, book. and she's the fucking queen. Like right. and and she has been for eight years. That's what years. I'm saying though is like that's got to be so interesting. Like I almost don't want to do fire. I, think, I feel like that I want to just jump to bitter blue, but I, I feel like there's got to be something in fire that will be important. Maybe. But I did I when I was reading it, um, the synopsis or like in the blurb and everything, it was saying like this novel can stand alone, like if for for fire. So you could probably read Bitter Blue without reading it. I just it. I was so enamored with her as a character, and because I knew that she got her own book, it made me almost more intrigued with her. Of like, who is this young girl? How is her story going to continue? And how is this going to play out? And it's also I bet you ten dollars she brings back Poe and Katza as twenty six somethings, and. You know, that would be a really interesting thing to see, too. Yeah. Well, and it's such an interesting perspective. Like, from a YA book, usually, if you have a female protagonist that's in a royal family, they're a princess, not a queen. Yes. So, like, what is that power dynamic going to look well, like? Well, and not only that, so, but yeah, a queen I might... that has been raised, at, like, her formative fucking years were as a queen. You know? Right, and she has a ton of trauma, like, in her young life. Yeah, let's talk about the mountain pass and the mountain lions and the her oh, mother. Her mother being killed in front of her. Oh, and her father. And the knowledge of what Lek may have wanted to do to Ugh. her. Oh, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, God, he was so creepy. I, well, just, but the way that she did it with, I'm not going to lie, her fade to blacks, I actually really liked because yeah they totally did have sex multiple times in there poe and katza did oh yeah but she also talked a lot about being a a lek being a pedophile and a rapist and a abusive father and man and 
all of it, you got the implications of all of it, and you were just as right, creeped it was all out. Subtext. Right, but I just as a YA book, like I was really glad that you could still get those feelings, and it didn't have to go like all Outlander and rapey in it. Right. You, she didn't need to tell you what he was doing. You knew what he you was doing. You knew exactly what he was doing. And it was disgusting and creepy and awful. And, oy. Yeah, I definitely, like, shivered multiple times whenever Bitter Blue was telling the story of how she and her mother escaped and, like, the girls that he sent to them and, like, all this fucked up shit that he had been doing. And then in the scene at the end where he's, like, send me my daughter, like, I'll protect her. And he, like, kept saying, I want to spend time with her. Like, it's, I want to spend time with her alone. And then he was saying, like, it's my, it would be my pleasure to, like, per, like protect her or something. Yeah. I was just like, I'm going to throw up. Like, no, it's true. <laughs> and he's, like, handling his knife the whole time. <sighs> Which is, has its own sexual implications. Like, <sighs> yeah. So I'm, the when Katza, like, threw the knife, through his mouth and just stopped him from speaking it was like the best moment it was so satisfying that was another issue though i had with some of the plot stuff is that like and i guess it was it was if you think about it from a writing perspective and how it mirrored life it makes a lot of sense but as a writer a reader i was very jarred when things just suddenly happened like that moment and then the moment when we ran into the guard and stuff like they're trapezing along in the forest and all of a sudden pose like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was reading it too quickly or something. Or maybe I was skimming more of the forest parts that I thought. But, like, I had to think about it and, like, read that section over again. And I was like, wait a second. What just happened? Like, that just happened so quickly that this woman's dead. Poe's running forward. Did we run into the king? Is this a dream? Like, I was having a lot of problems actually figuring out what was going on. Um, but, again... Still an amazing story. Characters I fell in love with. A plot that, like, I really appreciated as a writer that she, like, took the time to make us care for. Um, and some twists and turns that I really did not see coming at all. Yeah. I didn't. And I think, like, even even in the beginning when we don't know the scope of this story, like, the revelation of Poe's grace. That was insane. Is a, like, a big twist and her anger and how long it took her to come around. I mean, she did not come easily to accept his grace, which is great. It's awesome because it made her feel really real. Cause a lot of times in like romance, especially, but in romantic subplots too, people are just very forgiving of things that seem like they should take more time to reconcile. Yep. Um, and it, I was really glad that her character was like that. I feel also like Katz's character in a lot of ways was so real in her, like, she stuck to her convictions. And a lot of times as I was reading her, and we can discuss this too, like, I, she felt like she reminded me of you in a lot of Aww, ways. thanks. Which, but like with your... Like, with her reaction to, like, uh, the well, the idea of having children, yep. biologically, and, like, this thing where she's, like, I, she has said something about marriage and feeling like you weren't going to be, she wasn't going to be able to, like, 
go and do the things she wanted to do if she got married. Yeah. And it reminded me of conversations like we've had. And it was just so interesting to me how much she mirrored like some of the things we've talked about before and it made her really like i think it endeared her character to me a lot because i was like she's so real like people this is how real people feel i mean that's how i felt and and so on the flip side i found her so relatable and uh, to me i i can't recall a ya character that has had convictions about marriage and children in that same way and mm-hmm. it meant a lot to me as someone who is rather firm in my own thoughts about having children and marriage is a little bit more up in the air for me. But at the same time, I didn't, you know, like like her, I didn't want to fall in love. I was at a place in my life where like I didn't, I God, I did not want that to happen. It seemed like such an inconvenience and like, and yeah, it, it, but it was like reading these books, but like not only wasn't only her convictions about marriage and children, but also like her stubbornness and her her hot headedness. But I also loved how like I said that line about how everybody can hear her when she walks into a fucking room because she's just so abrasive and and I'm fucking loud and and I really I just as a character I was like this is a someone just felt so relatable and like she yes as an assassin has these graces that allow her to, you know, sleep and do whatever right. she needs to do to survive. But she felt like she could have popped out of the story and been an actual human. Right. Yeah. Which was And so I cool. liked that Poe was also a more sensitive male. Yes. I know that he had was graced with those the feelings of other people, but I liked that that translated into who he was as a human. Um and so you got this really nice dichotomy of maybe a more masculine female and a more feminine male. And that I thought was really cool. Well, and he didn't attempt to manipulate her. No. Which is like, because, you know, we had the contrast of Gideon at the beginning when he proposes to her and he's like, you'll fall in love with me in time and will like you'll you'll enjoy marriage once you're in it and you'll want kids eventually and she's like you don't know me like you're you're ignoring what i'm saying and you're telling me what you think without any thought for like the fact that i'm not that i might be intelligent enough to you know have these convictions for a reason and poe in contrast and Giddens not like a bad dude no he's just like very typical and in that way Especially of like, you know, the literary male, yes. right? He's he's very tropey in that way where he's like, oh, you'll change your mind. Like, I can make you love me. And then Poe is just like, I will take whatever you give me. I love you unconditionally. Yep. And it was a really great, healthy example of a relationship. Yeah. It did not feel insta-lovey. It did not feel abusive. It did not feel... It just felt like a really great example, which I know sounds so funny to get in a romance uh, in a fantasy novel, but I almost want to give this to like YA readers and be like, here is the example of a relationship you should be searching for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, their their relationship and those characters were written so well that I think that is really why people love this book. I totally get it now. Yeah. So. On that note, 
we've spent 30 minutes talking about this book and how much we love it. Should we talk about your predictions? And how bad they were? Yes, let's do this. <laughs> how unfounded they had to be because you had no sense of where no, this was going. Okay, but to my credit, this like this there was no No, you had, I had nothing. nothing. And this turned into a fucking epic. Like the it fact did. that we didn't celebrate any birthdays over the course of it. I felt like this went on for goddamn years. And this this turned it I mean, we got pirates out of nowhere, we got mountain <laughs> lion fights, we got manipulative mind bending kings like it shut up (laughs) (laughs) yeah even the characters all of the characters i was introduced to in that first section none of them came back except the very like last 40 pages (laughs) except katza and poe that's it that's it yeah that's true and i also feel like if you asked me what's the plot of this book now even after reading the whole thing i would be like um well, <laughs> it's an epic love story. That's what it is to me. It's a it's an epic love story with lots of different kind of chapters, like not chapters, but you know, like sections, parts, epi- episodes. Yes, it would you make know, an excellent miniseries. I feel like it was optioned at one point, but never went through production. Of course, fucking not. Yeah, rude. Okay, here was the main, the first question: Does the main character fall in love? Kale said, but I think. That she's definitely going to fall in love with Poe. Okay, I got this one right. This was the only fucking yeah, one I did. got right. I got this one right. <laughs> I am going to I am gonna say some things about the King stuff later, but I did get this one right. And again, we've talked about what an amazing relationship the two of them have and how it builds. God, it was a delicious slow burn. Yes. When she, like, realizes that she looks at him differently when he took off his shirt, that was such oh a God. great scene. She's like... I don't understand. I've seen Raffin with his shirt off. I've seen Gideon. I hang out with the soldiers. Why? What? What is this feeling? Like, what is happening here? Well, and I love that scene, too, because she's like, I imagined a blank book. Yes. Like, I can't. She's like, I can't think about him. Like, immediately she was protecting her mind because she was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He's going to know. He's going to know that I'm thinking he's sexy. That's. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, though? Like, it totally helped them in their <laughs> romance later. Like, him knowing exactly how to please her. But fuck, leaving it beforehand. Like, God, if only, like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing it would be. Oh, poor Katza. Which is why I also liked the conversation they had fairly early on, where she says, uh, you need to tell me everything you think about me when you think it. Because that's the only way this is fair. Yeah. And he does, I mean, I feel like he doesn't do it, um... Not at the end. So explicitly later on. Yeah. But he does it for a while and it's like, oh shit. He's like telling her all these really cute things. <sighs> and you're all like warm and fuzzy. Yes. Mm, yes. So it's sweet. good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. And <sighs> then, but then can I also talk about the fact that like in a book in 2008, there was a subtle talk about Raffin and Ban as a male, male couple. Very subtle. And they reference it again at the end. Yeah. Um, I wish it had been more explicit, but I understand one, it wasn't the point, and two, like what the pub- what publishing kind of yeah was at that time. But yeah, at the very very end, they say, "What is what does he say?" Poe says something about um, like couples. Oh, it, it, don't they, need to is, necessarily be married. Yes, he uses Raffin and Ban as an example, right? Of like commitment without marriage, the like ties of marriage. Yeah. And you're like, 
Oh, Ralph and Ben, you're so cute. Yep. So yes, I got that one right. Now it's down. You did. It's down the terrible mountain from here. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you did say there might be a triangle with Giddin, which is like kind of true, except for she was like, fuck off, Giddin. Well, like, yeah, and I think I said that too. I think I said like there was a bit of a triangle, but this asshole has no chance. Yeah, he has no chance. Yeah. I mean, he he's he's unrequited love over there in the corner. Well, and he doesn't even come back. They're, she, they're like, how's my old friend? And it's like, yeah, he doesn't like talking about you. He's still burnt. <laughs> Makes him upset. He's still burned about it. Which, because I don't think he loved her. I think he loved the idea of her. Like, he was like, you're my friend. Like, I think they were friends. But then he's like, the idea of, like, this wife and marriage and having her fill that role was what he loved. Not the reality of what she wanted. So, anyway. Yep. Okay. What's the next question? The question was, what tropes do you think you'll see? Kale said badass female assassin with not a lot of women around her um, who lacks social graces and any sort of romantic um, aptitude. And she is going to learn how to soften up a little bit. Uh, And then um, love triangle, uh, mentor, death, I think that's going to come. Okay, I think I just did the obvious thing here and instead just, like, listed all the tropes I saw in the first ten chapters. <laughs> there was, um, yeah, let's see. So you said she was a badass assassin. Sure. Uh, you said there were not a lot of women. Which is true. Which was very, is very true at the beginning especially, but I do like that she and Bitterblue have a whole section where it's just them. Yep. And this definitely passes the... Bechtel uh, test. Bechtel test because she they like have conversations that have nothing to do with boys. Yeah. Um, you also said romantically inept but get soft, which is I feel like true. Yep. Because she took her a while to figure out how to be romantic, like how romance was working. Yeah. I feel like she'd never felt those feelings before. No. It felt very, um, like demi. Like she's yes. like yes. I know you now and you're good. Like I'm into it, but I've never really felt this physicality towards anyone before. Yep. Uh, love triangle. Kinda. Yeah. You said men- mentor death, which didn't happen. Did not happen. There was no mentor. No mentor and no like good character death. No. Except for I guess the mom. Yes. But we, don't but know we didn't her. really know her. Yeah, it's just kind of a sad, like, side note. Yep. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, I got that family. way wrong. Chosen family, you got right, though. Yes. Um, because I do feel like Bitter Blue, like, becomes her little sister. Oh, absolutely. Like, which is how I remembered it. Like, in my head, Bitter Blue was her sister. So I don't even know. It, 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 it had to have that level of impact if, it, if that's what you thought going right. into it, you know? And then you also said Evil King. I did say evil king. Were, That's why, so, so this is this is where I was going to go off. I just got the right. wrong king. Right. You just had the wrong king. I had the wrong Which king. Which makes sense because Lek has convinced everyone in the world that he's good. And there's no indication that that's not true. Exactly. Until halfway through the book. But I did say that the main antagonist was going to be a king. And I did. I just thought it was the, the king she so amazingly fuckingly blew off in yes. that scene was so great. She didn't even have to use any of her power except her own power as a woman. Oh, talk about another amazing ass scene. Yeah, that was a really good scene where she was like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm leaving. You can't do shit. 
That was so great. Talk about, I mean, that was, that to me was more satisfying than like Captain Marvel breaking of the patriarchy shit. Yeah. Well, and I like too that at the end, she's like, I got to go back because, and talk to him because I'm not going to be exiled from my own country. Yep. Like he's going to have to let me come and go as I please. That's a conversation we're going to have to go have. Yep. So I really like that. It was good. It was real good. <laughs> okay. The next question was, is there a mentor? Kale said. And and then all I see him and I understand his purpose, but I still feel like he's not fleshed out for me. I definitely think that he, if the two mentors are there, he's probably going to be the one that dies. This is the first fantasy book I can think of where a mentor does not exist. Yep. Because Poe is not a mentor to her. I believe that a lot of her discoveries are self-discoveries. Like when she discovers about her grace being survival, I believe that a lot of her power and her journey comes from herself. She learns from others around her, like, and they temper her and they give her advice, but she teaches herself. I agree. I think that's the best way to put it. I think that she witnesses things and they then she internalizes them and uses them as lessons and figures out her own shit. Yep, that's exactly it. And so there's no real mentor, which is fascinating to me because I cannot think of a book where that's the case. This is such a unique story. God, no wonder so many so many people like it. <laughs> like, other than the only yeah. one I can think of is Stardust. And we can get to that in a minute. But he kind of has a mentor. No. I feel like the captain... I feel like the captain almost acts as a mentor for him. In a in a very not see in a very a small, small way. way. I would say like in the way he maybe dresses and woos her a little bit, but like and in the book it's not the I don't know, man. Just in terms of like the fantasy love story going against I don't know, being separated and back together and like a a, a hero finding their own power, I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of. And that's not YA, so whatever. It's true. But so you did say it was going to be Ol or Helda. And you said that if a mentor is going to die, it will be Ol. But nobody, none of the mentors die because there isn't one. And Ol and Helda are fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're living their yep, life. And Helda's going to come help Bitterblue. Thank God. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Which I hope she gets more screen time in Bitterblue. Yes, I hope so too. That would be cool. Um, the next question was, who is going to die? Kale said. (laughs) If Kristen Kasher has enough balls to do it, Helda's death as, like, a self-sacrificial shit might be more impactful. I don't think that's going to happen. I just mean that if she's going to turn it on its head a little bit, that could be an option. Nobody. Nobody died. You said Ol and you said Raffin, and I put a question mark because I think you backpedaled. I did on back. That. I think you were like, "No, I can't let Raffin." No, I die. backpedaled on that. Um, well, I remember. Didn't you get a text message? Didn't you get like a a, a thing from one of our readers being like, "If Poe dies, I'm gonna hate you." Yeah, um, our reader and friend Kelsey texted me when she was reading this last week, and she was getting close to the end um, when Poe is like left at the cabin, and they're they're on the woods and. She, you get to the captain ship and they explain what it means that Poe gave the ring to Katza. And she texted me out of the blue with no context. If Poe dies, I will hate you forever. 
Or maybe she said, I'll never forgive and then, you. And then but yeah. what, what was your response or what you wanted to say to her? My response, which I said to her, because I don't care about spoiling books, is I said, do you really think I would like this book if that happened? Which is so true. And then I said, you would be much more, you would be in a lot worse, like, you know, more concerned if Kales had picked this book. Yep. Because it's true. You would give me a book where the main love interest dies and still like the book. (laughs) I would write that book. That would be great. Oh, God, please don't. Because then I'd have to read it. No, it's fine. I won't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so nobody died except for the the baddie and our sad queen mother. Which is just going to traumatize Bitter Blue in in her book. But also, I feel like... I mean, that sucks for sure, but it was really just a device to get Bitter Blue with Poe and Yes, Katza. that's exactly like, what it was. It didn't have much impact on the story other than that. Yep, I agree. Okay, next question was, what's the twist? <clears throat> Kale said, I definitely think that her uncle's going to find out about the council, and I think that she's gonna th- he's going to threaten her to like kill somebody or like harm somebody or fuck it up if he if she doesn't manipulate the council into her his way of thinking like use those powers to and those connections to like lie her way into helping him to my credit there were a fuck many twists there were a lot of twists pose grace her grace leaks grace um the 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 mountain shit poe going blind the, the ring. There were so many twists. The bullshit. Bullshit that anybody could have predicted that. Yeah. And Le- Leek being at the castle. Yes! Oh! Yes. There was a lot of twists. Um, You said that the king is behind it all. Yes. And, and, I, and I said that he had to die by her hand. Right. And I don't know if you specified which king. I assume... I did. I meant I meant her uncle king. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I said her and then uncle. And also said he was assigned, that she would be assigned to kill which, Poe, which definitely No, did that happen. did not happen. And I'm really glad it didn't. Um, yeah, I think it would have changed their dynamic in a way that would have not have served No, them. it would not have worked at all. And I think that this was so much better than that. I still love that, like, I knew it was going to be an evil king. It was just the wrong one. <laughs> There's so many damn kings in this There's world. There's seven it's fucking be an kings. Evil king. There's seven kings. <laughs> I had a good. It was a good shot going in that direction. It wasn't like Helda was gonna come up from the dead and be like, "Psych, I'm like the evil queen of the underworld, and I'm graced with like touching people with death or something." <laughs> yeah, there wasn't gonna be some. Well, I also like that the magic in this world is so circumstantial. Yeah. Like, it's not really magic. Like, nobody's a wizard. Right. We talked about that, though. We talked about how, like, everybody's was, like, just an enhancement. Like, a an enhancement. Except for Lex. Is yes. Like- his was the only one and the other mind-reading chick that felt. And now, I would argue, though, also, um, Pose becomes more than that. Um, yeah. Because him being able to, like, talk to the fucking animals and figure out how many fish are in a river... And, like, figure out the secret cave behind the waterfall. That's a whole different magic deal. Well, but it's also interesting because Lex Grace is the only one 
that has an effect on others. That's also, I noted that too. Because like everyone else's grace is like, you're really dope at something. Like you're really, you're really great at survival or Poe can sense all this shit around him. But Lex is the only grace that has like true effects on other people um, in a way that's very invasive which makes it feel more like real magic, yes. right? Because you're you're forcing somebody to do something they don't want to do, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. This, which is why I'm interested in reading the second book, because I feel like there's it's going to reveal some things. Yeah, because it's in a different place. It's not in these seven kingdoms. So, like, maybe this kind of magic is from you know is a, is more common in other places. <sighs> See, that's so interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. It's okay. just good. It's um, just good. It's good. It's a it's good just book. So good. <laughs> if you haven't read it, what the hell are you yeah, doing? Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> okay, the next question. Why is this story from the MC's perspective? Why are they important? Kale said. I think it's though interesting that just because she's graced with something doesn't mean she has to follow through on it. You know what I mean? She tries. Yeah, because she didn't kill any guards. Nope. She makes it, like, a point I mean, she... to not have to do that. Well, you said she's an extraordinary voice in the world. Which I think is true. Which is definitely true. I mean, I don't think there's any other reason other than she's very powerful and different. Mm-hmm. And she is creating this. She's helping to create this world shift. Yeah, exactly. And also, she's a good love interest for Poe. Like, Poe and her Yeah, but I think about it, and I'm like, I don't think I would have liked it if it was, like, from Poe's perspective. No, I don't think so either. I I don't think I... And maybe also because of who I am as a person, like, I would not like the super feely boy's perspective on this one. I really liked it from her perspective. I also like that it isn't dual perspective. Yes! I was super glad about that and the fact that it's in third person. Yeah, oh my god, yes. I love third person. I do, it's, it's so underrated in YA. Yeah, it's my absolute favorite writing style. <sighs> Same. But I do think if it had been... I I could easily see people upset that it wasn't dual perspective and like wanting post perspective and all this shit, but I think it would have taken away some of the drama and some of the kind of emotional connection you have with Katza if it had been from any of it had been from post perspective. I completely agree with that. I felt no desire actually to have it from post perspective ever. Yeah. I mean, I can see how people w- would, you know, like, because he's keeping secrets a lot of the time and whatever. And if you're like, and it's an unreliable narrator. Some people like that. Like if Katza didn't know, but we know. I'm not a big fan I do of dramatic irony. <laughs> that surprises me. I like writing it, but I hate reading it. <laughs> That's so mean. That's also why I've decided that love triangles exist. I was telling this to my friends the other night, is that love triangles only exist because it's more fun for the writer to write them than it is for the reader to read about them. Because the writer enjoys it, enjoys writing Mm -hmm. it, but everyone hates reading them. God, they drive me nuts. Yeah. I was telling my mom, this is totally a tangent, but I was telling my mom that about, we were talking about Outlander. Yeah. And I have never read Outlander. Neither have I nor seen the okay, show i have seen the show and i know every single fucking thing about it and that's a story for another right. day right and i but i know like the basic premise right she's traveling between these two timelines and in both timelines she has relationships yeah she's married and she's she loves these yes. people 
I don't I don't get I'm not okay down but, for that. okay but you need to know you need to know super quick on that that she's not like bouncing back and forth like she gets stuck but like how for how for long? like fucking years like enough to like it, it, like she if she doesn't get married in the 1700s she will fucking die no I'm not worried about like the necessity of her marriage so much as I am she is as, as far as I know right so I'm I've said I'm ignorant to a point but as from from what I can see it seems like she has love for both of these men yes and she like wants to be in both of these relationships no in the end no <laughs> no <laughs> is there like a timeline she would prefer to just stay yes in and she doesn't get a choice yes Okay. okay, we need to talk okay, about it another time because because you are woefully okay. no because it's no she's not like bouncing back and forth between the two she totally prefers to stay in and she has to go be in the other one to save the child and it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay, that makes me feel better because I was like, this is the worst possible love triangle. No, because it is a it's love this representation of a woman getting having all these men and and being in love with them and that being represented as okay which is you know what whatever it's fine for other people but like personally i'm not interested in engaging with a story where somebody could do that right and that's not the case for outlander and that's not the case for graceling i love that katza is like no i'm kind of like all po all the time and i'm dedicated to you and even though i'm gonna go run off and do these other things like i'm gonna come back to your bed yeah and i'm not gonna marry you but that doesn't mean i'm any less dedicated exactly yeah so it's why common law marriage exists if you can't tell, we love this We book. do. We really, really um, do. <laughs> okay. So our last question was, what other thoughts do you have and what other stories does this remind you of? You didn't, like, have any. I didn't because I couldn't think of a fucking thing. And so. But now do you? I only have Stardust. It's the only fucking one I can think of is Stardust. And that and and then Tamora Pierce. You talked about Tamora Pierce. Yeah. Which I agree with in the terms of this it's not the story per se, but like if you put the quartets into one book, it felt like this book. Yeah, and like I feel like I said Tamora Pierce because of the characters. Yes, and but but it's also like nothing to do with the well, world. but also the fantasy. Like in my head, this right. like epic fantasy, right? We're gonna go get a prologue now, which was what we get with Becca Cooper. We're gonna get Bitter Blue, which is eight years later, which is what we get with Kel. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm talking about in terms of world building and structure. Sure. Well, and I think it's so interesting because this book is a fantasy, kind of. It feels right? more like they, it was said like the ha- 1700s with barely any magic, though. It's yeah, right. It's like almost medieval historical fiction. Yeah. But people have a couple, a couple people have these weird fucking things and one guy kind of has real magic. Yeah. Maybe there's more Which magic as it goes on. I think there's more magic in fire. Yeah, there can't be in Bitter I Blue. She's know. not graced. Right, she's not graced. Which is another really cool thing about these companion novels is now we're going to go from these very graced people to having the perspective be this person who doesn't have a grace. Yeah. Well, that's what I was saying also, too, about going back to Tortal. We start with Alana, right, who has to hide her identity. Right. Super fucking powerful in magic. Then you go to, um, yes. who's the animal? Diane. Huh? 
Dane. Dane. Yeah, you go to thank Dane. you. You go to Dane, who's like super powerful, but not warrior-esque at all. Her powers come from magic animals. Then you go to Kel, who has no magic, but is trying to be powerful right. woman. Like that that it's the same in my head, it just is a very similar like let's explore the world through these characters rather than let me just give you one book about a fucking revolution. Sorry. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. I think in in terms of uh breadth of world. Yeah. They're very similar. Well, I really and liked why this book. Do you think give me give me one more thing. Why does this remind you so much of Stardust? I I think it's because of the the love story in a fantasy. Because Stardust okay. in my so, head it's a book about a romance. It's the romance yes. just in a fantasy world. Yes. And it's a slow burn true and it's i've never read the book it's Stardust. it's short it's it, i mean it happens fast in terms of like but he jumps around a lot right but the reason it makes but me, i love them i mean that movie is like one of my favorites i fucking love that movie movie's better than the book but the my thought goes back to finding this book that at its core is a romance and at its core yeah. is a love story there's fantastical elements that go between it, but the core thread of this plot is a romance. It's not some girl plotting a revolution. It's not, you know, a hero's journey. It's a romance. It's a love story. That's why it makes me think of Stardust, because I don't think about... I, I can't think of any other fantasy in that same way that's not labeled as a romance that right. actually is. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I was not paying attention to my levels at all there, so I'm sorry. That was a lot of, like, sharp shouting, but I don't care. <laughs> we'll fix it in post. Speaking of romances. Okay. Oh, no. Now I'm really excited. I just got really excited. What are you going to make me read next Speaking month? of romances, are you interested to hear what we're going to read for August? <laughs> yes. D- Tell don't me. get so excited. Give me clues. Don't get so excited. You're gonna hate oh, me. No. Um, it's YA. I'm on an emotional roller coaster right now. Okay, YA. Contemporary. Contemporary. Set in college. Is it actually YA then, or is it? It NA? is YA, but they're 19. Is it fangirl. It is fangirl. <gasps> We're gonna read fangirl for August. Okay. I don't hate I that. I know. I didn't think you would because you're going to get some little bitty fantasy things in it, you know, <laughs> and and we'll see. But I'm going to make you read Fangirl for August because I think that it might be just enough of a contemporary that you might like it. Well, confession, I have been reading a couple of contemporary romance novels. <gasps> I know. It's shocking. What? I read Red, Red, White, and Boreal Blue, yes. which is amazing, and everyone needs to read it. And I've also been reading Penny Reed's um, The Winston Brother series, which is like small town Tennessee. <laughs> I know. It's so cute, That's though. awesome. It's these like small town Tennessee, like six brothers, and they each have a book. Oh, how fun. So I'm not like not in the mindset for this so this is good i'm so i'm happy about this selection and i have been meaning to read i've never read any of her well it's not my favorite of hers my favorite of hers is an adult 
called Landline right, that I love. Landline. But, because I fucking love Landline. But I thought about Fangirl and I thought about, like I said, putting in the fantasy element because she does write fan popular, popular fan fiction. And I think you will enjoy it because it's like Harry Potter and her fan fiction is a Draco Harry mashup. Ooh. So it's when well, I know there's the fan like the the fan fiction world novels. Yes. That Rainbow Rail has written yes. as well. So. But I am a firm believer in that you need to read Fangirl before you read those because some snippets from Fangirl are not in the book, okay. fan fiction book. And I think it's fun to know where it comes from and knowing the hype of it beforehand. Um, I did think about making you read Carry On this month instead, mm-hmm. but I decided against it and I'm going to make you read with Fangirl instead. So, Okay, well, I'm ready. I'm excited. Yay! Let's maybe let's Yay. see if we can keep this streak going. Although I will say, let's like our well, books. It might be more fun to torture each other, though. <laughs> we'll get back to it eventually. It'll I'm get sure. there. I think we were both just like sick of reading bad books. Well, I was anyway. I feel like we were just really tired of being sad. Yes, so much sadness. But <laughs> this happy romance is. I will say it'll put you through a roller coaster, but it's okay. a romance at its core. Can handle it. um yeah so that's graceling please if you like what we do here please like and follow us and subscribe to this podcast we really appreciate it here we love not having to shout out into the void and we love our listeners and interacting with you guys so follow us on instagram and twitter and subscribe leave us a review um because we're gonna start reading some we read some good books in at least half of our opinions (laughs) But this time it was a hundred percent success. It's a hundred percent success, and um, reread with us because it's really fun, and you can make your own predictions and judge how bad our predictions are, which is always, you know, yeah, uh, we're here. Very fun to judge people you don't. We're know. here for you to laugh at us, so you're allowed to do that openly. <laughs> um, we don't care. Yes, we encourage it. Anyway, I have a wedding to go to. Yes, and I have a mountain to hike. We're going to get going then. Um, I'm Kales. (laughs) And I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions. Bye. Bye.